Disclaimer, we are not doctors or scientists. We are simply defenders of the imagination. This is not a safe place to affirm your beliefs and opinions. Listener discretion is advised. guys uh welcome back to another episode of the imaginary thought and today we are joined by a very special guest the hush hush society how's it going guys like <laughs> it's going thanks for having us on man yeah hell yeah going good how are you oh doing doing good uh just um uh enjoying the day i guess just got home from work and everything like that and been looking forward to getting down here and some cool cool stuff yes sir very nice it's a beautiful day here so so, so um would you guys like uh to tell the audience a little bit about yourselves or like uh you want me to jump in there boys Run yeah it. we can we'll mash it up <clears throat> uh i am mystery mike from the hush hush society conspiracy hour we are a podcast covering conspiracy theories, mysteries, true crime, fringe science, all the weird stuff, a little bit of cult stuff. Uh, we, uh, we release episodes pretty much every other week or two every week on Mondays. And you can file, find all of our links and all that good stuff, uh, hushhushsociety.com, one-stop shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Everything I'm interested into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we, got, we got a variety. Yeah, we're we're trying to mix it even more up with some new stuff coming up. So more culty things, more real fringe things. But like Mike said, we're we're like that. We're like a nice variety pack of Capri Sun. Only three. <laughs> Only three of us. But I'm I'm declassified, Dave. We've also got one more. As a part of the show, slick Frank Sanders, the third part of the show. What's sliggity, going on? Sliggity, sliggity, sliggity. It's, uh, yeah, like you guys are like the more professional version of what we want to be. <laughs> you know, it's weird that we we hear that pretty often, <laughs> and then we look at our show and we're like, uh, are we doing the right thing here? Yeah, all the time. Every yeah, every time. I think everybody, every podcaster second guesses themselves a hundred times a day. You know. Yeah, true. The, the, especially those uh, early episodes. <laughs> mm, yeah, the mm -hmm. first, the first couple. I mean, ours. We had great con. We had great content, great research. Mm -hmm. They were great uh, topics. But I'd say the first, you know, maybe seven or eight episodes that we did were uh, rough, and uh, but they they still get good plays and they're, they convey the message that we wanted to get off of them. And I think the biggest thing that we did was just 
we didn't really put much pressure on ourselves. We just kind of said like this, whatever, if, if this comes out, we want it to come out the best it possibly could. But if this comes out, eh, it, it is what it is. We keep moving. And I think that's, we still do that. We, we push each other to, to really make things solid now, but it's just not having any expectation of where the show could have gone and where it is now, which we're happy with. Yeah, free flow. Um, I've had that with guests. Usually we try to do like a little intro and stuff like that, but sometimes people just start spitting fire from you know from the get go. It's like, hold on, like we got to leave that in there. Like, I'll do intro later. <laughs> so yeah, I feel that definitely. You just kind of you know you got got to go with the flow and follow you know because also if you set up to you know you want to be prepared, but if you set up too many expectations on how it's supposed to go and it doesn't go that way, then you're flustered and it yeah. becomes a yeah. mess. Never get a show out at that point. Nope. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, actually, uh, you know, I actually know some, uh, fr- fringe stuff about like, uh, you know, culty numbers and things like that. Like, uh, uh I was shown in high school, some like number, breakdown has to do with like you know the elements and directions and all kinds of stuff so i think i think that'd be cool to maybe like show y'all some of that in the future (laughs) for sure we are always down but um yeah i guess uh tonight we're going to talk about uh area 51 ah Shout out, Shout, Shout, out Shout out J Rod. Shout out J Rod. Shout out J Rod. I'm yep. sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ron mentioned that y'all recently did an episode on Area 51. I definitely want to check it out. So I was excited to have y'all on to you know pick your brains and learn some information from y'all as well. Oh, uh, we've definitely it's an interesting subject. I mean, I've been fascinated with area 51 since i was little like with that that planet 51 movie that came out it was like a dreamworks movie for kids or some shit that that movie got me going (laughs) they made Um, humans look so stupid (laughs) i mean that's pretty spot on yeah (laughs) did you guys have any have any hopes of attending the area 50 raid area 51 event that happened that whole facebook gathering oh no no (laughs) (sighs) that would have been fun yeah but honestly i like i was gonna say like i don't want to get too into it but i i feel like most of the cool shit is like underground oh hell yeah for Mm -hmm. sure for sure the the cool it is it is pretty interesting though when you're driving when you get pretty close to the the facility and you start to see signs on the road if, if you go you know, any farther than this point in a couple miles, they're, they're authorized to use deadly force. So that's always fun and exciting. It gets the blood pumping when you're around that area of Las Vegas. But it's, uh, it's Area 51's wild. You know what the craziest thing about Area 51 that I've noticed? I saw it pretty recently, a couple months ago, is that now there's like this, this whole aerial images of a pyramid, uh, the Eye of Horus, and a uh, obelisk on the actual like surface area of the facility. I haven't looked what? into it myself, but it was been all over Reddit. This is new stuff. A new ish. Yeah. I guess it's oh, uh, shit. Yeah. So we're <laughs> doing some weird stuff. You mentioned that have, have any of all ever been or, or driven around, like you were saying with close enough to see the signs and stuff like that, or live on that, that side of the country. 
Yeah, I've I've been pretty close to uh Area 51 uh once I was by myself and I was on my way to Las Vegas and I was in a rental car and I was meeting up with somebody and their flight was delayed like 8 hours so I was like dude I'm by Prim, I'm by Good Springs, all the Fallout New Vegas spots and just hanging out, taking pictures from my friend that's a hardcore video gamer and uh uh he was enjoying all that. And I was like, you know, I'm really not that far away from area 51 and I got hours. So I drove up there and got as far as I could. And then when I started seeing the signs where they were going to shoot you, I was like, all right, that's, it. that's, <laughs> enough. that's enough for me. And I turned back around and went to Vegas and waited at the airport. So no, that's when things get interesting. Oh See yeah. How far yeah. you can get. You start seeing the, the all white SUVs with bulletproof doors and a little uh, sniper glimmer about yeah. behind the hood. They're probably using ray guns, man. Yeah, just zap you, and you're gone. Yeah, which is actually a thing now. The uh, dues, direct energy weapons. Yes, mm-hmm. there was a lot of that stuff allegedly being developed there, right? Yeah, weather control and DEWs. Yeah, big time. We have a we had a whole I think we had a whole breakdown in our episode of some of the conspiracies and uh, some of the alleged things that were stored in the facility or are stored shout out jared <laughs> so i guess for our listeners what, what what do you think would be the most interesting or the most wild thing that people would find interesting that was probably that's been stored there probably that's been developed there probably j-rod j-rod and whatever <laughs> j-rod showed up in right so j-rod yeah. is this alleged uh extraterrestrial that they recovered was it like from a crash or something? I don't know. They they obtained somehow an alive alien. He crashed in Arizona, and he was a, a supposedly from the Zeta Reticuli star system. Yeah, and he's the the famous one that they have on the autopsy table. Is that is that who that is? Uh, I I want to say yes, but I'm probably wrong. But I don't. I, I would I would say maybe. But I but I think he was. Did they say he was a gray? Did we do we get that far into yeah, it? Yeah, he was a gray. I think it was, was a gray. Yeah. Okay. But he was so more maybe. of like a he was more of like a CI. Like he would sit in in these round tables with them and say, "Yeah, this is what's going on in the universe and you guys have any questions for me?" So <laughs> he would field questions. I definitely think they have some like off-world vehicles or projects that they've been actively trying to reverse engineer, whether it be some sort of weapon systems or just interstellar vehicles in general or interdimensional vehicles, some sort of interdimensional means of travel, lots of projects like that. I wouldn't be surprised if they had stuff like that going on there. Well, I mean, they yeah, exotic propulsion systems. They, cre- they created it for working on like things like the sr-71 the u2 uh the f-117 which is for some reason not used anymore uh you know tr3b the tr3b allegedly no uh, did you guys see that they i'm sorry it's totally off topic but did you see that they flew a tr3b over the america versus iran world cup match no, no, man. no way. Dude, they they had a huge American flag out across the whole entire stadium, and they flew a tr three b three tr three b slow as shit over the stadium. What? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. Yeah, have to no. look that up. Yeah. At this point, they're not even hiding it. They don't no. care. I, I would say the tr three b is definitely probably the the one of the bigger ones. I mean, it's it's kind of not even 
disputable anymore. And it's something that I've seen in Connecticut twice. And it was shocking to see because I didn't know what it was. I was like, that's fucking alien. But it probably wasn't. It probably was just us. I saw a lot of black helicopters in that area of Connecticut. I don't know if you guys see them over there still, but mm. lots of black helicopters in uh, the central portion of CT. But yeah, I, they they probably are doing crazy stuff. I mean, especially with the with the the allegations that Bob Lazar put on them that they have like eleven different craft and a bunch of different models, and you know who knows what they got. But I guarantee you, they have a lot of stuff because I'm sure people out in vegas see some weird stuff i mean they're probably on drugs but still it's you know they're they're hammered and and on hopped up on cocaine so like they're probably like wow look at the lights but who knows it's a weird place out there because there's so much not only area 51 but you have Mm -hmm. the, the bombing ranges that are out there and whatever radiation it's literally like fallout new vegas out there Hmm. Well, also with deserts, right? There's there's something su- supernatural to to desert lands because um, even w- on the space force, um, like logo or whatever it is, it's got like some uh, Egyptian like dude, mummy dude, or something like that, right? With like the star over his head, <laughs> so, like the images uh, of Arrakis from Dune, <laughs> just big sandworms. Yeah, and and um, so uh, we also know that deserts um, at one point could have been places of water. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Oh, especially Nevada. Nevada's like it was definitely a sea at one point. I mean, you when you're driving through those, there's like fourteen or fifteen east to west vertical mountain ranges, and in between all of it is just sand. Like you could tell it was definitely it was definitely underwater at some point. So they got some crazy stuff. Like there. we've um we've done an episode on uh you know water creatures and things like that before and there's an interesting uh story back in the day of uh uh things called sea bishops or sea monks and there were these uh water humanoids who came up on land and started like basically talking to people like saying yeah we we live down in the ocean and stuff like that <laughs> and uh with that like with the deserts and stuff like that could could these like water humanoids like be able to access the you know we'd be closer to them right because usually i'm sure they'd probably be at a very deep part of the ocean but what if you know water humanoids could interact with us through like places like area 51 you know or egypt and stuff like that you know well it's that brings up something interesting so there's the nevada triangle Mm mm-hmm and there's some weird phenomena that goes on over there. The increased amount of plane crashes and aircraft crashes that happen within that area. And of course, area 51 borders that entire triangle area. So, you know, we, we actually covered an episode on that also, but mm. we wondered if there could be some sort of portal, some sort of energy, uh, you know, uh, thing happening there something that could be causing these planes to crash and if you know going along with what you say if we're talking about this vast amount of desert that used to be underwater or an ocean Mm -hmm. could that be the remnants of something that was there before when it was an ocean and Mm -hmm. then you look at the other parts of 
the world where these mysterious triangles are Bermuda Triangle, even though there's been a lot of evidence against the Bermuda Triangle. But a lot of those those places happen over water or within an area of water, uh, mainly the ocean. So it's very possible that if we have some sort of uh, subterranean or aquatic creatures or humanoids that live on this planet and are just undiscovered or hiding, that they would be an advanced race, especially if they were around when Nevada was still underwater. Yeah, and, and uh, also the UFOs, a lot of them are called like uh, uh, U- underwater uh, flying objects, right? You, you, USOs. USOs, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Underwater submerged objects. Um, so uh, Nevada would have been underwater 360 million years ago, so that's pretty far back. Uh, but that's that's according to traditional science. Just... That's according to real archaeology, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> well, they say that with Antarctica, right? Supposedly, uh, there's a jungle underneath the ice there they've discovered. Yeah, there's a lot of things under the there's ice. There's a lot there, of evidence supposedly. that Antarctica was further north at one point. Yeah. Which is that whole Earth, like the crust displacement theory or something like that that people are talking about. But. It's a whole mm-hmm. different subject. Uh, but a lot of alien stuff in Antarctica, for sure. Um, and definitely weird bases, just like Area 51, I would say. But Area 51 is the the cream of the crop when it comes to that stuff. It's Because uh, when did they publicly say it was real? Was it 2011 or something like that? 2013, was, I think. 2013, yeah. It wasn't that yep. long ago that they were like, yeah, it's there. It's on Google Maps for the last 20 years, but it's there. And we've lied. Hmm. Yeah, on Google Maps, you have what one visible runway and like three hangers, court. maybe. Yeah, yeah, a basketball court and like a big Gatorade jug, giant McDonald's sign. Yeah, they have like their whole, the whole thing. One thing that's crazy, another thing that's crazy about uh, Area Fifty One, if mm-hmm. you're in the Las Vegas area, a lot of people know about it is Janet Airlines, which you can. It's like undisputable. You can go to McCarran and sit outside and be a creep. And uh, watch a certain portion of the airport where you see these seven, maybe one seven fifty-seven, something like that, seven forty-sevens, and they're all white, no logos, and they have a red stripe down the center and across from the front to the back. And it's supposedly that is how employees from the Las Vegas area get to Area Fifty-One. They don't drive them; they fly them mm-hmm. right into the base. And Janet Airlines was something that. I was looking for, I was just in Vegas in October and I went past McCarran again and saw them. So they are real and they are there. And that is definitely not FedEx or UPS or DHL. Those planes are clearly marked. People have said and argued that, Oh, it's, it's just, it's just, they're just commercial shipping. Yeah. Okay. Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. They're there. They're there. And you can see them take off. If you watch, just watch the airport and you just watch them go. It's a uh, pretty interesting stuff. Yes. Yeah, um, Zach, do you have anything uh, about area 51? Do you want to share? No. Yeah. I mean, say? I think exactly what they were just mentioning that I think that was a lot of the ways they, they took people out there to begin with is on the gen airlines, like he was saying, and they'd black out the windows and curtain them so that nobody, so really you couldn't see where you were going. I think that's 
one of the things that Bob Lazar mentioned when he got taken out to S4. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, re- I recently got done reading a book by Annie Jacobson about a- Area 51, which is kind of what made me want to talk about this a little bit. But a lot of hers was m- not so much about aliens and stuff, but more about just the secret undercover, you know, planes and aircrafts and stuff like that that they were developing out there. And it's very interesting. One theory I always like to talk about is, you know, Area 51 connects a lot to Roswell. A lot of people think that, you know, the the aliens crashed in Roswell and that the planes were there and taken Area 51 to be studied. But I don't know if y'all had ever heard of the theory that it actually wasn't aliens there at Roswell, but it was actually the Russians that were behind that, uh, which is kind of interesting that it was humans that had been experimented on from old Nazi scientists that had made the people made these small children almost look like unhuman. And it was their way of trying to trick Americans of believing that we were actually being invaded by aliens. I thought that was a super <sighs> interesting thing. I don't know if any wow. of y'all had ever heard about that at all. <laughs> you That's know, I'm never psyop right there. Yeah, That's I'm never, there. I'm never, uh, never hitting the face too often with something. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I haven't heard of that. But I haven't heard of that. That's, I mean, I knew that they were the Nazis did some crazy shit. We yeah. talk, we well, unfortunately like, talk about them all the time because they're rooted in conspiracy. So yeah, but That's we, one of my uh, favorite topic. But yeah, no, a lot of that. it was that. They, uh, the, the Russians and the Soviets saw how people reacted to War of the Worlds broadcast back in 1938, and they thought that by sending these people over here that were actually just, you know, human child that had been experimented on and made it look like aliens, that they could send, you know, America into an uproar and just into a, just to be fanatic and just to be crazy and that it could, they could start another war. They were really, really concerned about the fact that we had nuclear capabilities and they weren't quite there yet, so... They flew this aircraft from a mother aircraft that was hovering over Alaska, um, accidentally crashed it in Roswell, which is another theory as to why when, you know, eventually when it first happened, you know, they came out, America came out and said, hey, this was aliens. And then as soon as they realized what it was, they changed their story and said it was a weather balloon because they didn't really want us, the American people, to know that, you know, Russia was able to get these people over here and that close to us without us being able to detect it at all. Oh, then they <laughs> it's would a really be in interesting us. story. They'd yeah. Be, they'd be, they'd be in us that now it's really interesting. They flipped that story from extraterrestrials to weather balloon overnight, overnight. right? Yeah. Overnight. That was a one day yeah. switcheroo. Basically they, this, the guy they sent to the radio station to, to tell the story that it was aliens. They, they, once they realized what they had done, they forced them to go back. I think, like you said, less than 24 hours later and be like, Oh no, that was a total mistake. It was actually a weather balloon. Just forget everything else you heard. Yeah. There's also the, the thought that they originally brought whatever it was to Wright Patterson, I think in Ohio and may, it probably eventually made it to area 51, but that's the, that's the, I mean, it's not like East East Coast, but that's the East Coast Area 51 in the conspiracy theorist's mind, I would say, because there's a lot of things going on when you have the Kecksburg incident that happened there and uh, pretty close by uh, in Pennsylvania. And I, I think uh, I think that whole Russian thing is definitely an, an interesting, interesting theory. But I feel like they would do the same thing if they did find out, holy shit, this is alien. Like, no, we can't, we can't show, we can't show anybody this, but that could be an advantage on another country as well. Because if we got an actual extraterrestrial spacecraft, then 
we have superiority in obviously militarily and in the sky. So it's, I guess it would be a national security thing at that point, but they flipped it. It was really weird, but the fact that it could possibly be, you know, little deformed Russians that they, that they made <laughs> and they try and they try, they accidentally crashed them or they purposefully crashed them into, into, um, into New Mexico uh, is pretty interesting because I don't know if you guys have heard sidebar, if you've heard of uh, the melon heads of uh, Ohio, Michigan and uh, Connecticut, they were a uh, little experimented to form children apparently, but you know, so could it be of something entirely possible that there's are human beings that if we modify them in horrific ways that they can look like what you see on the, uh, the cliche alien, the guy on the, the one on the table, the one that we think is like the one that we think could have been J rod or something. So it's, hmm. I like that theory. I like that theory more than, more than them being from a, another star system, but he did say he was from Zeta Reticuli. So. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, the mad scientist. Cause we know the Russians did do some crazy experiments like that. Um, just Sleep experiment. Sleep, yeah, the sleep experiment, and then also uh, where they had the put people out on an island and had the uh, guards, you know, like, but it it wasn't they weren't actually prisoners, but then when they came back, it actually had turned into like guards and prisoners, like a pirate dynamic happened, and weird things went on, you know. <laughs> yeah, that crazy <laughs> social experiment, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that this whole theory it revolves around the Nazi scientists that the Russians absorbed after the fall of Berlin, after the end of the war. And yeah, was... the Nazis turned little children into fake aliens. That's what you're trying yeah, to say. Basically, I'll probably, I'll probably uh, butcher his name, but it was a Nazi scientist named Joseph Mingle. And it was, you know, mm -hmm. one of the people they had basically snuggled, smuggled out of Germany after the war. And, uh, you know, Stalin said, Hey, you come work for me and I'll, I'll, fund your research as long as you can do things for me and i guess the big smoking gun was supposedly there was writing on the inside of the craft and the writing was in russian so that's how we were able to determine that hey this actually was from them and not from outer space uh and that was one of those things that is, it just kind of blew my mind because as a, i'm a big alien guy and you know I always hear of roswell and you think of aliens and the fact that it was just another country really kind of fucking with us just kind of i don't know just I mean, who knows if it's true or not? It's this is all an account that she had from one, from a few people. You know, she researched in her book, but I just think it. After reading a lot about it and all this, the things, it it really doesn't seem too far fetched. That that's what happened. Unfortunately, that opens up a whole entire other Nazi rabbit hole that we're gonna have to go down. See what the Nazis did with the other world superpowers. We talk a lot about like NASA and what the Nazis did over here, but if mm -hmm. the Nazis were over in Russia making fake little alien babies, that's, I don't know, some freaky shit. Yeah, I mean, they were supposed to be shooting U-boats in the 30s out to other galaxies. So if you if you really go down the secret space program rabbit holes, it's uh, I mean, if they if they were doing that and they were on the moon and Mars and you know. Shoot literal fucking submarines into space. <laughs> um, then I mean, it's definitely, definitely plausible. The game Wolfenstein didn't come from nowhere, well, you know, and all the freaky shit that's in the new ones. So, 
the Nazis were crazy. They they did stuff that we'll never find out about, but that little blip could entirely be possible. I think it might even be more possible than J-Rod. So, because people are crazy. Well, supposedly they had that bell, right? Their time travel bell or Diglock. Yeah. Yeah. Kex Kexburg, yeah. Yeah, the <clears throat> Kexburg incident. Very interesting stuff. Um I I mean, I could I think could in 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 the notion of like Area 51 as a whole facility, could they be could they be working on multiple angles? Obviously, you know, alien technology, uh other superpowers like Russia or even China. Um you know, could they be working on stuff like that? Or, you know, obviously the German technology was in, in entirely too far superior for the 40s and the 30s. So, I mean, also look at when Area 51 came to fruition back in the early 50s, just after we had gotten a bunch of Nazi scientists after World War II. Yeah, it was only a couple of years. And then we go and acquire them, and then we acquire this super secret base out in the middle of nowhere to focus on rocketry and flight. You know, and what supposedly gave the Nazis that edge in, in that was they were uh, using um, uh, occult, occultist to channel these entities that would mm -hmm. then give them this information. Um, I can't remember the name, but I think it, it was the... Uh, because it was originally like the fascist group from that time period or something. I can't, I'll, sorry. I'm, but yeah, um, it was an occultist group and supposedly this technology and, and stuff was, was to help. But then the Nazis decided to use it for power hmm. on this plane instead. And that's kind of how it went down. Like, And, you know, when you think about it with Tesla, right? Like if Tesla actually did create, you know, like the death ray, and all these other things, maybe they could have been used for positive reasons, but at the same time, you know, somebody with ulterior motives could benefit off of it in, in, you know, greatly in secret, you know, if they had that technology, um, which, which makes me think that, uh, um, a lot, of, a lot of it, like maybe a lot of the entities aren't necessarily evil and they're trying to help us. Cause, um, but, uh, you know, we mess it up, not, not us, but <laughs> humans in general, you know, um, well, if you start to think about the possibility of how many extraterrestrial races exist within our universe, you know, if, if, if you do believe in that, there could be millions of them mm -hmm. and, it, let's say there's even thousands of them. Some would be more technologically advanced than us. Others would be less. Um, but you would think that the more technologically advanced ones would have hyperdimensional capabilities able to travel to other worlds. And if that's the case, then we've been visited many, many times by many different races. And that would mean that overwhelmingly at least for the, you know, for our history with it, they are mainly peaceful. Now, how many of those could possibly be malicious is, you know, an even bigger question and a scarier question when you think about it. 
obviously, you know, is it better to have a thousand peaceful alien races on your side versus mm-hmm. one evil race or, you know, it, it, and then, and then you get into the whole dynamic of, okay, if these races, these alien races are peaceful, then are they going to be bystanders as our world is torn apart by one of those malicious races? It's a scary thought, like rabbit hole that you you could get down very deep. Yeah, it's almost no. Go for it. Sorry. Oh, like a survival of the fittest thing, and and they can't really step in because the other people are fighting on fair terms. So it's you know survival of the strongest, mm-hmm. and that they wouldn't necessarily want uh, the evil entities to win, but at the same time they're they're winning the game of life i guess you know and evolving so you can't really stunt that evolution yeah and that you know there there's if you've ever read um what was his name uh len caston if you've ever read the len len caston book where he talks about the the secret space program the um dark fleet the belief yeah, Dark Fleet. Um, if, if the belief is is that we are kind of like one of these these planets that exist, obviously within a three D dimension, um, and these malevolent forces, whatever they may be, um, they operate within the fourth dimension, and then there's also the peaceful ones that operate also within the fourth dimension. Now, when they're operating in dimensions above us they can't interact with us. There's no way to do that. So like physical interaction is not there. Um, so the belief is that this fourth dimensional malicious race has kind of hired as mercenaries greys because greys operate within a 3D dimension much like us because they are 3D dimensional entities. They're physical yeah. entities, yeah. Yeah. So they've hired them kind of as mercenaries, which is why we see them you know, come in and out. We see them, they're, they're, they're the ones that show up the most. As for all the other races of aliens that we have been told about that supposedly exist, you know, they're, they're, their sightings are a lot less. You don't see them as much. Not if you're talking about the lizards, they're everywhere. <laughs> but the lizards, the lizards, even, even, even reptilians. So if you, if you take reptilians, for, for example, the reptilian part of uh, of a physical person is a fourth dimensional a fourth dimensional entity within mm-hmm. a three dimensional character. So using them kind of an, as an avatar. Mm-hmm. Now, Len Casting also goes on to say that there is some sort of leeching uh, race that they also use, which they are almost like a, a fifth dimensional succubus and they come and they feed off of us and they drain us and they get us to our lowest lowest points and then that allows the fourth dimensional reptilians to take over the bodies of those people that have been drained at least to a certain amount wow. so it's yeah it, it, it gets, <laughs> it gets, well, yeah, was, it gets um, deep i was also gonna say like i mean i don't i know i don't want to spoil it but um I, you know, I've seen like a reptilian type creature, you know, entity thing, but 
um, when I was looking at it, I couldn't see it with my physical eyes, mm -hmm. but I could see it with my third eye. So it was like, like what you're saying, like they existing on a whole different plane. They're not in the physical plane, but they're still there. It's almost like, it's weird to, to, to think about that. Like you could see something like you think it's just, Oh, it's just your imagination, but it's actually like an entity standing there, you know, like you can't explain because you can't, you, with your physical eyes, you're looking at your physical eyes. You can see that there's nothing standing there. It's completely blank space but your mind's eye is showing something in perfect detail, like a, like a hologram, you know, mm -hmm. like, and, uh, so it makes me, makes me wonder like, like that, like it's almost like the mirror world. Cause you know, the mirror verse and metaverse and all this kind of stuff, like mirrors is all like occulty and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's all about like a certain angle, like our eyes are certain. Well, yeah, the way we mm -hmm. see light, uh, you know, there's the reason why we say the camera doesn't lie because yeah. a lot of the, I mean, a lot of the things that we do see, we might see off the internet where you see people like blinking as a lizard or, you know, weird shape shifting or mm -hmm. type of type of things that look really artifacty. I mean, some of those things could be fake, but some of them could be real because you're picking things up. And I know digital is definitely, I, I think I think we I think we crap on digital a little bit more than we should. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, well, it's digital." You know, it it has it it glitches and stuff like that. Yeah, but we're in 2022 now. Like, <laughs> digital doesn't mess up that often. How many videos have you taken on your cell phone that you have of friends, family, things you see where things screw up? Almost. But I think nothing. it's also easier to alter stuff like that because yeah, absolutely, of absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's way easier. I mean, we just watched, I think, Frank, you and I watched that one video a couple months ago where we watched that girl change herself. Like, she took, like, four different people, like Ed Sheeran and a few other people. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then create and she created, like, a following on Instagram of, like, 400,000 people over the course of, like, a couple weeks just creating a content creator and an influencer but the person was fake. It was actually like this tiny little Latina girl. <laughs> and like, it was a, it was a redheaded dude with a beard who was just like talking and she I don't showed know. all the software. Some but, of those yeah. reptilian videos slip up, sir. Some of them are kind of like obviously fake, but a, mm -hmm. a couple of them make you scratch your head. Mm -hmm. A couple of them. It's like, I don't know if that was altered or not. Yeah. Cause you see it in like, like you just said, you your eyes you think your eyes are deceiving you in real life if you see something mm -hmm. like that and but is it your eyes because obviously obviously there's people know that the pineal gland obviously has a cornea a cornea and uh, i think a retina as well i don't know if you know then there's the whole conspiracy that all the stuff between fluoridation and all the food we eat and everything else they put in they're trying to calcify it so we can't see these these things and it, like like mike said this just keeps you just keep peeling layers off the onion and there's so much more stuff. But if, if they are uh, 4d beings that are living within 3d hosts, my question is, what the, is the host a real person or is it an NPC or is it just something that you're seeing? It's cause that, I mean, it brings you into all the, all the other questions, which that's why it's crazy to talk about anything that has to do with 
alien, but we're not even talking. We might not even be talking about alien in the sense of the grays at this point. You're talking about reptilians. You're talking about shape shifting things, things that are Mm -hmm. living in whole different planes. So like Mike was saying before, could there be there? There is a battle basically going on between these 4d maybe even 5d however many dimensions i think there's like what i I could be wrong i think somebody had said the last time i heard 12 if not more so who's to say that these things aren't happening and we're We're just just kind of caught in the middle (laughs) yeah we're just caught in the middle mike and i have this conversation all the time about uh like demonic possessions and dark entities and ghost sightings that are really just probably probably not ghosts that's just something you're seeing on a different realm at a certain time maybe it's a an energy point or you know could be could be a ley line intersecting or something with your energy and you seeing that but that's kind of all this stuff is so far off it's not far off but it's so far off the tangent of of what they could but they could be doing research on this in area 51 that's oh, the I, point. absolutely yeah. yeah the uh stranger things type stuff you know going mm-hmm. into portals and things like uh mm. stargate um but i was also going to say like you were talking about uh the digital and how it captures things and this goes into you know um that uh dorothy is that have y'all ever heard of her negative uh we've done an episode on her she's uh on um uh Back in the, I think it was like the 90s, she had those old school camcorders and, and stuff like that and cameras. And she was capturing lights and, and in the sky. And she even uh, captured like this light uh, thing that looks like it's a, an alien, like a gray standing there with like a clipboard at the window of this, uh, you know, like the <laughs> UFO's doors open. He's just like standing there with his clipboard. And, um, uh, she had her camera tested by all these experts and stuff like that. Nobody's, and it was back in the day, like you could fake those pictures now, but back at that time there, it was impossible to fake it. And they, you know, the investigator came and investigated the pictures. um, And she was just like this sweet old grandma. She just decided (laughs) she got a camera, decided to film shit up in the sky up there in Canada. It's called the Vancouver lights, but, um, and she just started capturing these orbs and lights and things like that. And, uh, it's a really interesting story and there's a lot of, uh, stuff there that's unexplainable, but she supposedly has the most, um, UFO paranormal type footage, uh, out there. Like that's, that's, that's cool. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. She, it's, she's pretty cool. Um, and, uh, um even in one they had uh the family they showed the family one of her daughters was talking and she was kind of like nervous and you just see this red orb you know because you think like orbs and stuff like that right it's kind of cheesy with the ghost shows but this red orb is just floating around and all of a sudden it floats through her head and she's all of a sudden she gets like this confidence and stuff like that so maybe it's also like these entities like they don't necessarily need a body just like our consciousness you know is just floating and whatever you know floating in space inside of our heads you know it's yeah our brain operates our body and you know uh thoughts and things like that they can uh neuroscientists can read your brain pattern uh, but the consciousness is just it's it's its own thing separated from our physical body but at the same time with it you know mm-hmm. Uh, you bring up a so when it comes to like lights in the sky is another thought. So kind of like Dave was saying about how 
we have a very narrow uh, visual ability within within the light spectrum. Um, so we like to think, oh, if you're seeing a UFO in the sky and then all of a sudden it blips out or you see some, a light in the sky and it blips out that, you know, oh, they must have taken off. They must have hit a portal. They must have done whatever. A thought that you could have is what if they just changed the frequency of light that they were emitting? Mm-hmm. Electromagnetic light. Yeah. Something like that. Ultraviolet because... light. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of light, uh, you know, x-ray. There's a lot of different light, light spectrum that we don't see. We see a very, a very, very narrow part of it. Do you know how much we see? It's point zero zero three five percent of the visible. Like that we, three, that, that's, oh yeah. wow, less than less than. I mean, you're three and a half cents of a dollar. You know, that's that's how much you're getting. So you know, <laughs> you're not you're not getting maybe even less. So we're not seeing anything. We can only see visible light. You know, and we can't see radioactive light. We can't see infrared. You know, like that's why your cat stares at the wall because your cat can see everything. <laughs> and that's why your dog barks at nothing because they can see so much more of the visible light spectrum than we can, if not other types of, you know, visual spectrums. Weird shit. Yeah, talking about Russia, there's actually a old custom with cats, like a, before moving into a new home, you leave a cat in the house for two days. Huh. Because the cat is works on the it creates its territory with on an electromagnetic spectrum, you know, mm-hmm. like That's it's cool. not a scent thing. Like it's like an ener- electrical type thing that they sense the territory, and uh, so the cat will cleanse the space, like make it its safe space, and essentially move out any negative energy from the house. You know? Cats were like sacred that. in ancient Egypt, so I yeah, remember, you know, they keep the ghost away. <laughs> It's or wild. they play with them. Or they, yeah. <laughs> they scratch Make them. friends. <laughs> I think in Area 51, they could be doing, obviously, they could be doing more. Uh, there's obviously just, not just extra, I, I don't even want to say extraterrestrial spacecraft, but very well could be. But they're obviously doing multiple, many 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 facets of of science and and experiments and some could be as horrific as the one that you said where they're you know experimenting under the nazis experiments on children and the russians took the technology and dropped them into mexico but some of them could be as uh just chemistry like bob lazar said element 115 which is was unobtainium which is now on the periodic table and is known, but could they could that, but that research could have been done and it was obviously was done in S four. So there's obviously a lot of things going on there that are just not the woo and, and the woo and the ah, flying saucers, you know, and, and alien bodies. I'm sure that every high end military application that we have, that's a weapon, like a rail gun, was probably created in the depths of that facility. You know, there's just everything about the industrial military complex. That's where the secrets are. 
and maybe not there could be more i mean there's all the conspiracies about an underground railway that connects all these bases dulce base cheyenne mountain to wright patterson to downtown los angeles all that crazy shit so lots of and right next right next to sin city too you know it makes yeah the gambling the 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 that dark you know seedy energy you know yeah it's fun and everything like that with the culture and so that kind of stuff and there's like a there's like a seedy dirty energy there there's definitely an energy there it's not a uh i don't i don't really give a shit about gambling uh but it's you know it's 24 7 there so you could be you could go to bed in your hotel at 10 o'clock at night and then come down at five in the morning five thirty in the morning go outside watch the sunrise, get a cup of coffee and the same guys sitting at the same machines or playing craps, which is, you know, so you're, you're seeing that type of blur. But also my thought with that is, is obviously it's proximity, you know, mm-hmm. that whole area of the country is one of the most sparsely populated areas of the country. I think there's like 18 towns in Nevada, like incorporated towns. Like it's, it's, it's huge, huge state and there's nothing out there. Obviously, they have the Tonopah test range where they've done all these, you know, and, you know, where they've done all these tests, obviously. And, and on top of it, too, real quick with the, the New Mexico, we have White Sands, New Mexico, where this, you know, is not too, too far away from where this alleged Roswell crash was in you know relativity. So, like you said, could it be the Russians or could it just be aliens that are dropping in and be like, what the fuck are you guys doing down there blowing shit up? But now you have a whole surge of this type of technology and this type of sightings in Vegas area. But living in Las Vegas, no, no offense to anybody that's listening to this in Las Vegas, but living in Las Vegas and working in Las Vegas and then maybe commuting to Area 51, because I would say most people that work in Area 51 probably live in the Las, Las Vegas metropolitan area. Uh, it drops the credibility, in my opinion, of anybody comes out with it and Babelzar might be one of the only people that's actually gotten away with it. And because you're, you're, you're talking about people, well, well, they live in Vegas. They might be addicted to gambling, but work at area 51, you know, they might be, you know, a, a, somebody who drinks heavily, you know, and is just seeing shit. So I feel like Vegas in itself has this stigma with if, well, they're from Las Vegas, it's sin city it drops the credibility of anybody that could spill the beans but that's just my thought so. yeah that's a good point yeah um, i definitely, oh, I'm I sorry definitely agree with that no i was saying i definitely agree with that I mean, even even like you mentioned with the bob lazar i think they did everything they could to discredit him and you know throw his life into ruins just because i think that's an easy way of making sure that nobody talks or nobody blabs and says things that they don't want people to hear about if somebody says they're going to kill you and then shoot bullets at you on the freeway, uh, that's kind of a good way to scare the shit out of somebody. Tonight. <laughs> Definitely. I'm surprised more people haven't really come out about Area 51 or S4 post Bob Lazar, seeing as though he pretty much got away with with it scot-free. I mean, yeah, he, he got shot at, and yeah, he, he got his career and life destroyed. But at, at the price of you know g- getting the truth out there, why haven't more people gone to a news station in terms like just for the, the security of your life, you know, go to a news station, put it out there, let people know what they're doing now. I don't know. I'm, I'm just because the government pays way too well. That might be it. 
Yeah, but there's got to be like-minded people out there that would want to do the same thing that he did, right? But why? They wait till they're dying. But just okay. So just imagine, for for argument's sake, let's say that you are a scientist on the level of Bob Lazar. Yeah, you're you're into nuclear science and chemistry and all these other things. The government is most likely paying you upwards of, let's say, bare minimum, a quarter million dollars a year, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, right? And they're giving you all the benefits. They're giving you the retirement. They're giving you the who who knows how many other things that they're giving you, especially when you're working at a site at like Area 51 or S4. Yeah, mad PTO, and you are, free donuts. Yeah, and you are above <laughs> top uh, above top secret at this point. Yeah. You know, so much so that they're flying you every day on a plane to work. Mm-hmm. How many people looking at Bob Lazar's story where he just pretty much like fell off. Like he opened his own company. Yeah. But that dude's not making money like he used to. And he didn't write any books and he didn't write, you know, he didn't make a whole lot of money obviously off of what he did. He did it out, you know, just, just to, to get the story out there. Yeah. He did to it release he was that disturbed. But you know, who wants that, who wants that to be their life for the next 30 years and the next 40 years or whatever. You know, to to be that person that's like, oh, yeah, did you hear what this guy said? You know, and all the stigma that came along with all the shit that was talked about him and how his life kind of played out after he came out. Nobody wants to do that. Who wants to do that? The guy went to the guy had a master's in physics from MIT and a master's in technology from Caltech, like, and they smudged him off of that. Like, why would yeah. you? Why would they you waste that life. many years? Yeah, to just have somebody be like, to just be like, you know what? I'm gonna say some. I'm gonna say some bullshit. It's gonna be fake, <laughs> and I'm gonna come out and do this. And then uh, the 19 damn years I've worked in college just to get to this point. Yeah, I don't exist anymore. Clearly, that's an indicator that this guy was telling the truth. You know. It's it, and he got lucky. I think. I think a lot of it got lucky because a lot of his stuff got lucky because he he talked so much that if he went and sh- ended up dead, it would be really suspicious after all the the news stories. But nowadays, in our current timeline, not in the eighties, uh, it doesn't matter what you do; you'll still end up dead. So mm-hmm. it's they've they've just stopped giving a fuck at this point. <laughs> well and i was gonna say too a lot of the people that do kind of release information say things usually do it on their deathbed <laughs> like because yeah. uh, even uh you know alexander the great these you know these people they go you know you're going through that time period where you know you're gonna you know your time's running up you're like you know i might as well let it out there you know like supposedly with uh elron no not elron Hubbard, what's his name uh the the guy from uh, uh not NASA, the uh, Nazi, yeah, von Braun, yeah. yeah. He said there'd be the uh, the end of the their new world order plan would be the uh, fake alien invasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With, oh, we're so yeah. close, we're so close, we're so close. It's gonna be in the next couple of years, and we're all gonna be like, ah, that's not real. Yeah, and, and all these satellites and the Space Force and all this stuff they're putting up in the sky, it's, maybe it's all just big projectors and they're 
test running, you know, their big hologram Godzilla fight. You, know? you think <laughs> you think you think Starlink is the is is the, actually the the thing that that could be could be doing this? How many of you think that Elon Musk has been to Area Fifty One? Nah. No, no, you don't, I think, don't so? think so. This guy's fucking crazy. I think, I think he's Elon got Musk bigger is one of the, better things going on. I think he's one of the biggest psyops of the 20th century so far. Yeah, him, him destroying Twitter. 21st century. They're taking it off the Apple Store. So if you have an iPhone, you're not going to be able to use Twitter. Damn, <laughs> be able to get Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the stuff he didn't even really come up with. Like, you know, they said he was struggling. His parents were owned an emerald mine you know yeah yeah he's a trust fund kid what if elon is j-rod <laughs> no <laughs> elon's a fucking alien elon <gasps> what if he's j-rod bro dude the answer to your question has he been to area 51 yeah he has he was born there they made him, there. <laughs> yeah, made him out of the lab that's crazy <laughs> j-rod and a lucky lady that's in the dod damn damn <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um i was also gonna say too uh, something we didn't cover is the uh, whole eisenhower deal like y'all mm. know about that like because that's supposedly connected with uh j-rod and the area 51 stuff i think it was did we t- i think we did we talk about that one it was uh the what um, what was it j-rod and eisenhower I think it was eisenhower said he time. said he met up with some aliens right yeah but i think they were uh they were Pleiadian or something like that. Pleiadian or something. Oh, was, uh, I think it was a from, different from Venus. Uh, Valiant Thor. Ah, Valiant Thor is a big one too. Yeah, that's an interesting one. We haven't covered Valiant Thor yet. I think it's something we'll probably do at some point. But yeah, you guys watch American Horror Story at all? Here and there, not all of it, unfortunately. I guess one of their most recent ones, and they kind of fell off a long time, especially with that uh, hotel episode. When the first episode, you see some dude get fucked by a drill dick. Like, what the fuck? It's a drill bill, bro. This has gone too far, man. Uh, But yeah, they didn't have an episode about uh, Area 51, and they said, you know, Eisenhower interacted with these aliens, and supposedly, um, if he allowed them to experiment on like 10,000 mm. humans a year. They'd give them all this technology and that's what built the military yeah, yeah. industrial complex. I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a, that was a Edwards air force base. And that, that coincides with like Whitley Strieber's stuff where he's had like weird abduction cases with, you know, personally with grays and then non grays. So, and we talk about it in the Secret Space Program, the Galactic Federation. I believe, uh, what's what was the book? Dark Fleet. They talk about the Galactic Federation as well. Mm-hmm. There's just so many people that have come forth with some crazy stories, and they all come together. And these people might not even know each other. Like Corey Good in the MyLab, MyLab programs, he, he probably he probably has been through, processed through Area 51 or something something along those lines. Maybe one of the other facilities in the other. Because we noticed that there's a grid in that whole area. What did we find? Area 52, area 51, area 15, S4, S2. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so many places there. And if they are reverse engineering or even have a pact with another race of beings that are not from our planet, uh, 
he could very well have been there. There's just so many stories that line up with other stories. And these people could just all be crazy, but I, well, I want to believe that they're not. William Cooper also backed up the story about Eisenhower. So, Mm -hmm. and he was, he was naval intelligence. So I I would guess uh, that they would, they would know the best. Yeah, I'd have to tell you all too. You know, my dad was uh, naval intelligence, and uh, you know, he's me and him. You know, he's a part of my story too. I guess with the, the you know generational stuff. With I don't know with the weird shit happening, <laughs> experimenting humans and stuff. But um, yeah, I, honestly, I feel like honestly, like it's probably like Star Trek, like some sort of Star Trek shit's going down, like Galactic Federation. And they're kind of like letting everybody in, you know, like a big community. Cause when you're powerful, like when you're, when you're powerful, you're really not trying to keep people down, no. you know, cause mm-hmm. you're, you're mm-hmm. there to help you're powerful. So your, your gift is to, you know, give strength. Um, so I feel like really, um, you know, there's evil out there, there's evil entities, evil aliens and all that, but I feel like they're a small, uh, number and the greater power in the universe would be uh, a group of positive, you know, uh, entities or, or positive, you know, humanoid like things. Would you consider yourself a positive humanoid? Yeah, for the most part, because the, you know, like with the Corey Grid and that, you know, David Wilcock thing, you know, and that whole Dark Fleet thing I've heard is they just want people to be, uh, more for the greater more for hum, humankind as in whole than for their own self so you let know, me ask certitude. you when's the last time you gave a piece of food to an ant to an ant <laughs> damn <laughs> that's true probably what you know last time i spilled something out there and walking so that's the, the thought that's the thought process right so everybody likes to say well if if there's an alien race out there that's you know more advanced than us and all this other stuff well, they would come and they would help us or they would share with us or, or would they just pretend that we don't oh, exist no. at all? I think, I think they would, they would monitor, but at the same time, they'd stay uh, away from us. They wouldn't interact with us directly. Like, Especially if they had a stake, well, if they had a stake in us, you know, if mm-hmm. the whole ancient astronaut thing and us, our DNA and us being who we are and what we are in that whole theory, uh, then I think that if they had a stake in in our survival, or if we're them from the fe- or for them from the past, and they're us from the future, you know, or vice versa, or some weird, you know, interdimensional, intertime type of thing, which is just it just blow it just that that just kind of melts your brain as being a little little flesh monkey that we are. But I also think it's not like I also think too like maybe it's not just the the physical form it's the uh, con- the yeah, consciousness because the big thing the lizard man like too like uh I don't maybe the lizard man isn't just a interdimensional entity but he, like we did an episode about the South Carolina lizard man <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, supposedly it's just like same thing as like a Bigfoot or like a, it's just like a a humanoid formed lizard because really when you break it down there's you know like the whole thing with the pentacle the five-pointed star you had the head mm-hmm. the two arms the two legs and um a lot of creatures that's how they're formed too so just it 
it's it sounds weird to think about that like seeing a cat person or a lizard person talking to you as like like plain as day like they're intelligent they could speak in english or whatever that would be so mind-blowing but i think over time we would just get used to it because of that aspect that it's not necessarily that they're a cat person they're a humanoid they have the conscious uh awareness Mm. as and i feel like um in other planets and things like that that's that's how they become aliens it's not you know we're the monkey version but the lizard man he's just the lizard on his planet you know the lizard is what gained this sentient intelligence and became humanoid don't we allegedly have a lizard portion of our brain in the back portion by the brain stem yeah there's like some dna portion of the brain uh and that's funny because uh you know with the lucifer symbol um if you that's actually the way our light uh our our eyes and our uh process uh images so it goes in and then it you know through our eyes and then it's processed in the back of our brain the visual cortex mm-hmm. and um so that's like like you know we were talking about with the not being able to see all the different kinds of lights maybe there is you know these symbol uh, occult symbols and stuff that's uh, has to do with machines but maybe i'm going on a tangent there <laughs> uh, my thought is is what if these guys in area 51 and wright mm-hmm. patterson and all these places what if they're just blasting off on psychedelics and talking to these creatures all the time and yeah. like the lower mm-hmm. depths these guys are just tripping balls man and they're because that's the only way to really tap into the real i mean from we what well, we know it that's the only way to really tap into consciousness in a different realm I think you can through meditation too. Yeah, I think there's definitely some people. Hey, you can mummify yourself and do it as well and starve yourself for 20 something years. I think there's some monks that do that. That just. Also, um, what kind of form? Because, like, the whole Balenciaga thing, have y'all heard about that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, these people, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Maria Abramovich and things, you know. Think about all the stuff they're into and that kind of creepy stuff on their Instagrams and things like that. Like, what kind of entities are they contacting? Because those hmm. motherfuckers, I would not want to be talking to. Well, we get to talk about that tomorrow on a different show. That's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, uh, really? Nice. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you bringing that up. You you sparked my imagination <laughs> with that name. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we're kind of off on a tangent, but it's not really on a tangent because these governments including the nazis and the russians and the united states have all done psychedelic uh research on people unwilling mm. people willing people maybe people that misread the the documents that they signed uh and i'm sure that they're doing some type of extra i don't even know the word i'm going to sound stupid extra you know extra consciousness you know, type type of research with human beings. And who is to say that it takes I mean, a lot of these a lot of these uh, accounts with with aliens, especially the greys, have to do with telepathic communication. You have the Zeta Reticuli incident with Betty and Barney Hill. Uh, and their missing dog, Delcy, who never showed up again. We've always speculated about that for over two years. And uh, we want to know where the hell the dog is, because that wiener dog means a lot to somebody. And uh, it's gone. And they they had 
telepathy happening. Whitley Strieber talks about it. They talk about it with J-Rod. They talk about it. Any Anything that has to do with the gray form has some type of, they don't speak to us. They speak to us through uh, our consciousness. So clearly there's, there's, there's something there with us where we can connect to these beings. And maybe that's the connection that we have, you know, with uh, whether it's the grays or the, even the reptilians, we talk about the reptilians. We've, we've, we've been very fortunate to have a conversation with David Icke about rep, uh, we tried to pry into reptilian stuff. He didn't, he didn't take the bait, mm. uh, <laughs> but he talked a lot about the Watiko consciousness and how that's the closest he got to it. It's, it's, it's an energy that these beings feed on, which is negative energy. And when you look around what's, what's going on right now over the course of at least a decade, uh, it's a lot of negative energy. So, you know, then you, you see it in Karen videos, you see it in real life. You know, I had somebody screaming at somebody this morning at Starbucks and I wanted to be like, shut the fuck up. Like, but I couldn't. <laughs> Because I would have gotten canceled because she would have pulled her phone out and be like, oh, you're from the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. Fuck you. I'm going to ruin all you and your friends from your family and blah, blah, blah. So, like, we have so much negativity. I had somebody flip me off the other day because I was drinking coffee in my car. So, you know, it's people are mad. So could that be something that even the we always like to use the, the vernacular they mm -hmm. um, could it be the, the top? And I'm sorry if I'm talking too much, but uh. Uh, could could it be at the top plus these entities that, that like you have said earlier in this episode hijacked you know these these us you know just psychologically they don't even have to do it like mike said physically they could do it psychologically you know just by having somebody be addicted to booze or drugs and just being sad and this whole well, look what Facebook got in trouble for. They were uh, purposely showing st stuff to people that would upset them. <laughs> yeah, the algorithm's crazy. <laughs> and it's uh, true. For also with stress too, um, you know, and anger and stuff, you can use it as an energy source to actually drive you if you're able to channel it. Because um, if you can channel your anger, you can turn it into focus. And, uh, you know, the, that, that extra drive, you know, if you're – given up you just get angry all of a sudden you got this second win so anger and stuff like that being a, a energy source isn't too far-fetched if that's how these entities would feed and some for me especially when i get super angry and you know that, that whole uh saying steaming you know you're steaming you're like fuming at the ears maybe what that is that's some sort of en energetic thing where your body's trying to detox that that vibe, you know, and that's how these, you know, maybe they come by and sip your, <laughs> sip your anger out with a straw or something. I don't know. Agreed. Yeah. I think people are energetic beings and, you know, I always use it as, as the, the phrase, you know, like you gotta, you gotta release the steam valve a little bit sometimes. And, you know, occasionally our friends and our family will, will call them on the phones and just rant. And that's what that is. Or you can just berate somebody who works at Subway. That's somebody else doing that too. So, well, I'll say too, with uh, growing up with anger issues and stuff, real bad, um, anger can be addicting. That was that was the cure for for 
for anger management stuff is like realizing like damn like i enjoy getting angry and stuff like that like being like a you know creating an aggression like and then feeding off of that negative energy you know testosterone's a hell of a drug yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it makes me think too like the uh positive alien entities maybe they just feed off of our happiness like uh we're kobe beef they just want us to be happy and enjoy life because we taste better that way. <laughs> I like that outlook. Yeah. What would you rather be? Would you rather be the cow in the pen, like hating life? Would you rather be one, you know, grazing the field, just waiting for your time? <laughs> that's a, that's how I see it. I hope that's the case. Just eat your grass. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I just want to eat my grass and have. Have beautiful fat green patterns all over my my body. So yeah, I agree. you up, you have you have really good <laughs> marbleization. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get all marbled in happiness, dog. Yeah. You know, I had a that... wagyu beef burger last night. It was delicious. Let me tell you. Oh wow. <laughs> but yeah, was, uh, we really got into some really cool stuff. You guys are uh, treasure covid knowledge you know you guys really brung some heat man like a lot like uh and also i just like you know you guys are just pretty cool you know and everything like that funny <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah i, I guess like, uh, i feel like i lay back some sometimes but like just like this podcast is a perfect example you guys have a ton of knowledge and i turn into a fan a lot of times i just like to sit back and listen and soak it all up and i think <laughs> this was a, a perfect example of that much appreciated, sir. Yeah, we appreciate that. That that's a see. There's the positive energy right there. See, for everybody listening, stop being a dick to other people. <laughs> <laughs> be nice. Tell somebody something nice, even if you don't know them. Don't be a creep. Just be like your pants. They're cool. I like them. You know, yeah. and that can make somebody's day. So, you know, your eyebrows they look great. You know, something something weird. Don't so, be a creep. But and I was gonna say I like y'all's uh, perspective too. Um, because you're you're willing to go into the, the deep woo woo stuff like that, but then also you're you're very grounded in logical thinking, you know. And I really uh, like that, you know. How y'all do that? We, you know, we've been on other shows before, and <clears throat> I remember once somebody was like, "Oh, so which one of you is like the uh, you know the 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 grounded one the one that's like based in reality and i'm like well we're all kind of based in reality you know <laughs> but we all have the we we all three of us have the ability to go off on deep deep tangents onto stuff but also bring it back and be like well it could just be area 51 is a place where the government is building these really cool jets and they don't want anybody to go there and see them. Mm. And that's why it's so secretive. Well said. You know, so it's it. you have to get both perspectives because if you do go off that like you say, the woo-woo and you keep going and going and going, then you know, where do you stop? Where where do you, where do you, where does it come back and you could go, well it also could be this. It could be could be anything yeah you eventually talk yourself off a cliff and yeah then, exactly then you get divorced and, <laughs> and, and you lose your job you lose your job your mom the cat won't even look at you anymore won't even take the food that you give it yeah <laughs> then you then you just get too deep and uh 
and then you become a YouTube video at some point. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like the sad situation with Tesla. You know, everything he did, he died poor and alone. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe Elon will do the same. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but um, would you, would y'all like to? T- oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to say, like, I, I did you guys see the new the Twitter picture of his bed? Like his mm-hmm. bedside table, he's got like no. a picture. Oh, he's got yeah. like a 1776 revolver with like George Washington in like a box, and then and then literally a gun, probably from the set of Fifth Element, and and then he's got Diet Coke, caffeine free. When was the last time you saw gold <laughs> caffeine free? I mean, Elon Musk would be the guy to get it, but it's probably expired and flat. But he said that, like, oh, this is my table. And he had, like, four caffeine-free Diet Cokes. I haven't seen that since my grandmother was alive. And that was, like, 20 years ago. So, like, it's because it's she, she worked for Coca-Cola. Yeah, the gold cans. I used to get Coke, Diet Coke with lemon, Diet Coke with lime. That shit doesn't exist anymore. But Elon could get it. So I believe that that's his bedside. But what's he doing with the cosplay revolver there? It's, like, from Borderlands 2. It's like so Zuckerberg just... trying to convince everyone that he's a human. This is what humans do. Humans have barbecue <laughs> sauce on their bookshelf. Have small He's like, I'm trying to tell everyone that I'm the most American. What should I do? Ah, uh, Washington, guns, Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the picture right now. Like this, that's a that's a perfect example. Like, what can I do? What can I do? That's American. It's a, it's a great yeah. picture. That's a great way to describe yeah. it. Yeah, you know, all he needs is like a, a hustler magazine underneath as like a, a mat. A couple magnum condoms sitting right there. Yeah. It's all good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that. I had to get that out. You mentioned Elon's so. name. I guess a, a good way to close it up too, I guess, is um did y'all want to let anybody know you know, see y'all's podcast, listen to the podcast and any way they can, you know, connect with y'all on Instagram like that. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Oh yeah, we got we're everywhere, everywhere, um, literally everywhere now. Uh, YouTube is a little sparse for us because they hate us. But uh, like Mike said in the beginning of this, uh, www.hushhushsociety.com is the one-stop shop. You can get all the audio. You can get all of our links, even to our. We have a Discord. We do X Files watch parties every Sundays, stuff like that. We also recently over the summer have started a video portion of this episode or the show and we are on rockfin now so it's rockfin.com slash hush hush society find all our videos and uh that's, that's pretty much it but there's a link on the website for that too there's a tab on it so check google, us out google is your friend hush hush society you'll, yep. you'll, <laughs> you'll definitely find us yep. yeah yeah you can type well, in hush. Google's not really your friend, but no, no, Google. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty. We're pretty. We're pretty easy to find. Hush, 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 hush. Society, hush, hush, society. Conspiracy hour. You want to type it all out? That's on you. Practice your, uh, <laughs> practice your, your typing skills. Uh, but yeah, you'll find us. You'll find us pretty quickly. And uh, uh, leave us a review. We really, really do value that. That's that's a big thing. We want yeah. you to tell us and, that we're bigots and we're idiots and uh, <laughs> or that we're or that we've we've given you epiphanies, you know, either or we're about it. And thank you guys for having us on. Yeah, much, absolutely. We appreciate this. Obviously. Muchos gracias. 
Oh, absolutely. I think I think it was a great episode. Uh, we really went like everywhere, but at the same time, it all revolved around Area Fifty One. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it shows how how vast uh, that subject can be. You know? But and also, yeah, you guys are great, man. Like, I really enjoyed talking to y'all, and uh, thanks again for you know coming on and everything, spending time with us. <laughs> yeah, thank you again. That was a lot of fun. Thank you, sir. Appreciate having y'all on. All right, uh, see y'all another episode of the Imaginary Thought later.